This is the Jay Che Show, brought to you by Karate Beyond. Discipline, focus, confidence. KarateBeyond.com. Let's begin. We got to put him in something. So <laughs> they gave up on soccer. <laughs> what do you What do you mean by they gave up on it? They, they just, just got tired of it. They got tired of it. Yeah, it was one of those things where you know the Saturdays get longer and longer, and the older they get, the more you know is required of them, and so. Yeah. Uh, they both wanted to do different sports and how old are they? Eight and five. Eight and five. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for you know, kids that age, it's like it's rec. Yeah. It's rec soccer. Yeah. Right. right. And especially for like the little little ones. Yeah. Where there's just you know most of them are chasing butterflies. Yeah. You right. Know, I'd rather. Yeah. Not, you know, but then you know they're there for the snacks. Yeah. Right. You know, because I remember when when my kids were a little uh, little little. Uh, yeah. You know, like five years old, whatever. They do rec soccer on the weekends and. They were just there for like, they were just there for the snacks. Right, same. <laughs> now, how many kids do you have? I got two. Yeah, I got a a, a, a ten year old, twelve year old. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. What yeah. ages do you do here? Man, I got I got a class for pre K kids. Cool. Three, four, and five year olds. Yeah, got a that's class cool. For them. Yeah, and it's and you know it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I am here with uh Wayne. Is it Wayne McCarty? Yeah. Wayne McCarty. Uh, of the famed Florida man on Florida man. That's right. Podcast. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, welcome, thank you. welcome. I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, who, 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 who was it? Who was it that recommended? I think it was Jamie Clemens. Good guy. Yeah, Jamie's yeah. like you gotta you gotta have him on the podcast because <laughs> we 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 discussed uh the book banning right thing yeah that, uh, was, that, that, was very that came up yeah. and and from what i understand you're a librarian i am is by trade correct? Yeah. yeah and this is the first time we've ever met so i you know i mean it was, it was on the behest <laughs> on behest of a, a, a mutual friend uh that, to have you on um so you know give me your thoughts man on on uh, on the whole book banning thing yeah. and that's and, and i shouldn't say it in those terms it's not exactly book banning Right, it's it's, it, it's uh, convoluted, yeah. yeah. And, and the process usually, um, you know, when books come under review, um, you know, these uh, they have a committee um, that will uh, kind of read through these books and make a decision on whether or not um, they should be removed uh, permanently from the shelves. I think a lot of the controversy surrounding this most recent um, stint with the Polk County School Board is because the books were pulled uh, from the shelves during the review. Um, and so I think a lot of the fear for the um, opponents are that the books will, will remain off the shelf and then just quietly, you know, kind of stay that way. Um, but it's, it's, it's difficult as a librarian, uh, honestly, to hear anything about books being pulled off the shelf. Um, and it's, it's, you know, there, there's some room, I think, for debate with some of the titles. But unfortunately, with these situations, what you normally see is a lot of books get kind of glumped together. So you might have one that maybe should be debated. Um, and then you have like four others that are kind of, you know, caught along in the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, um, you know, and so you get a lot of opinion, opinions on both sides. And uh, I tend to err on books staying on the shelves and, and um, you know, and, and, and parents kind of... Um, being the guiding force on what their kids read, but that's just me. I'm one guy, you know? Right. Right. I, I, a part of me feels like, you know, there are certain books that are highly sexually explicit. Sure. I agree. Right. That, that agree. have moments in the book where you're like, Oof, man, I, don't I agree. No, whether or not, I mean, do I want my kids in the hell? No, right. I don't want them, you know, at a very young age. Sure. Right. Sure. But then, you know, when they're headed into high school, 
man, they're going to be privy to that stuff, they right? W- and then, and most likely you need to be educated on what exactly that is. Right? They will, and I and I and I think that, I, like I said, there's always room for debate, and I think the debate in the, in this sense should be the ages that the books are being offered to. Right. Right. So like if if there's a book that is highly explicit and they're dealing, you know, with um, you know, over overly sensual or over overly sexual uh topics, um We're talking that, about er- eroticism, right? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. That, that that age should be increased in the same way that you would increase a book that was overly violent. Right. Um, or a movie or a, a movie, television a, show. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I think I think that's where the debate should be had is okay, these books exist. Um, who should be the age groups that have access to them. Right. Um, now, from my understanding, um, these books just existed in the libraries, um, and they weren't being offered as curriculum in this sense, which I think are two different debates. Yes. Right? So if your kids are in class and they're being forced to read something or exposed to something, that's very different than the book existing on the shelf and, um, you know, the student having access to it. Right, right. Uh, you know, it's almost like, uh, I remember... Um, like sections sure. in a video store. Right, right. Right? If you grew up in the 80s and part of the 90s, right. certain, certain, uh, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's a foreign concept now. Right. It's like, it's like a video rental place. Right. Right? They would have a section in the back. Right. That is closed off. Right. To anyone but adults. Right. Right. Yep. I mean, we all, I mean, as adults, we all that's, know what that section yeah, was. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's something that, you know, again, you know, I come from the same era where, where you know, as a teenager, you knew where the section was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there were rules against going back there, and you were prevented from going back there. It wasn't on the front shelf as soon as you walked in a Blockbuster. That's right. That's right. Um, so I think, again, that's where the debate should be is, you know, uh, these books are on the shelf. Who has access to them? But I do want to say uh, the school board um, released a statement saying that um, they pulled the books early um, during the review because they were facing um, uh, some legal issues mm-hmm. um, and they were worried, they were concerned for their staff at the school board um, where they had some legal issues that were potentially going to be filed and so that was their reasoning for it and um, they just didn't want to I, I think it was a, it was a, it was a trouble. safe bet right. um, yeah. from their perspective right. Um, but I, you know, I will say, man, that I, I've had people as a librarian approach me about all sorts of books. I had a mom approach me one time because she felt like Anne Frank, the story of, of Anne Frank, the diary of Anne Frank was, um, you know, inappropriate, uh, hmm. for her 11 year old daughter. And she didn't think it needed to be, you know, um, in the library. And I expressed to her, you know, that, that every parent has a right to be concerned about the material their kids are reading and therefore that she should be the one deciding it. Right. No one on my staff was, was handing that book out when your kid walked in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think there is some, some parental responsibility on, um, uh, having those conversations up front and, and maybe, you know, in in response to, um, books they're going to find on the shelf. But again, that's a, a, a very separate issue. The book existing on the shelf is very separate from, it being taught in a classroom. Right. That's a whole other debate. As far as right. I'm concerned, these books were, as far as I'm aware, I'm sorry, these books were just on the shelf. And, and you know, that's a different debate. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I remember being as a kid, roaming the library. Same. Same. And, and you you would go out and try to seek, at least I know I did, or just seek out stuff that is just completely foreign. Right. Right, it's you know, curio- I mean, it's all, curiosity. Yeah, all reading yeah. is is stoked by curiosity, um, right. to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I, and you know, as I, I'm a parent, I've got, I've got two, two daughters and, and, uh, my wife and I, we, you know, we have a rule in our house. If you want to read something or watch something, um, unless it's very blatantly inappropriate, um, we're going to watch it or read it with you. And mm-hmm. then we'll have the discussion afterwards and let you know why we disagree with it and why you aren't going to watch it or read it again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we take a very hands-on approach and, uh, I'm aware that there are situations around the state where, um, uh, parents feel that the uh, privilege has been removed from them. And, 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 you know, I'm not speaking on that. I just think in, in this regard, if a book is on the shelf and it's controversial, then maybe have the, you know, have that conversation with your child. If it's a book that's overly sexual being offered to elementary students, you know, like that's a whole nother discussion. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, and, and these, uh, and this, this discussion, you know, borders on other very hot, hot topics. Right. You know, one being censorship. Right. Right. Yeah. And when I when I think of book banning, I think of Fahrenheit 451. Right. Sure. All right. Yeah. It, it was it Ray Ray Bradbury? Yeah. Is it yeah. right? And and a classic. Right. And 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 a, and a book that that I recall growing up reading. Sure. Sure. Thinking to myself, my God, that dystopian future, right, where people are just aren't allowed to read. Right. Right. Books are completely forbidden. They're banned. There's firemen, but the firemen are there to burn the books. So if you haven't read Fahrenheit 451, really, it's incredible. Should. Yeah, yeah, it's a cautionary tale. Uh-huh. And I think, and I think, you know, historically, um, uh, nothing good follows the burning of books mm-hmm. or the banning of books. Um, and so I think that's, you know, um, one of the sides here yeah, in, in this discussion. Um, you know, and and I will say that it's a slippery slope because there are books that are precious to a lot of people. Um, even ancient books um, and scriptures that are precious and that, that feature things that are, are violent um, and distasteful by uh, modern, um, modern standards. standards. Right. So once you give somebody the leeway to pull a book off of the shelf for one of these causes or reasons, um, you open those books up as well. And I will say you have to be very careful and think ahead, you know, whenever you are blanket banning books, because it will come back around again. Right. And, um, you know, uh, a year or two from now, it'll be a very different set of books that are on the chopping block. And, you know, you're going to have half the community going, hey, look, you didn't speak up for me when it was Mm -hmm. time for you to speak up for me. And now I'm not going to speak up for you. And so um, I, I think that's, you know, the cautionary tale that I always offer folks is, to do your research uh, diligently, look at the books that are um, being banned and ask yourself, should they be grouped together in the group that they're in? Uh, there are some that are problematic, but there are some that are just kind of caught right. in the storm right now. I mean, I mean, th- I mean there, there, you know, is there much like television, right, and, and film, mm-hmm. like a rating system, right? Like, hey, you know, this is appropriate for these ages and this is appropriate for these ages and this, you know, then... Mm-hmm. I mean, is that is that something that's in play in, in elementary schools or the, uh, uh, libraries, if you will? In, in a sense, um, there are sections, at least in most public libraries, um, there are sections that are designated, um, you know, like student sections. Right. Um, so, you know, you might find one that is, you know, kind of uh, preschool through fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another will be um, sixth grade through high school. And then you have your adult books. Um, and adult could be anything from Stephen King to erotica. You know, right. whatever whatever um, you're interested in. But I think... I mean, there's never been a, a, a time, or at least not that I can recall, where 
the public library would have a section, much like a video, an old school video store would have a section. Sure. That's, that's you know only appropriate for adults. Right. No, and and, and I think you you would mostly find that in very large uh, municipalities. Uh, mm. You know, um, you, you know cities like uh, Atlanta, um, NYC. They're going to have public libraries that offer far and beyond what a um a smaller city could afford to even purchase mm-hmm. much less create an entire section for right um and so yeah I, I i think that you know um i i i've sat with people on both sides of the argument and um you know because of my job my position i've been asked to sit on boards and and i think i i i, I do think there are valid arguments on both sides but what i have seen um from from both arguments is a little bit of miscommunication. I think yeah. I think both folks, uh, both sets of folks have uh, honest intentions. Yes, I really do. I just think there's a little bit of miscommunication um, between the two groups. And um, well, we're living in a world of factions. Hundred percent. Right. We're living in a, world, a of world world of, of tribes. Right. Right. And yeah. I mean, even more so, but it's like ideological tribes. Right. Yeah. 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 We we do, man, and and that's. That's unfortunate. I think knowledge, um, you know, isn't really a team sport. Um, you know, it's it's universal. I think um, there's a lot of benefit from folks who um, are able to kind of research and read and learn about other cultures and history. And, and um, you know, it, it's fascinating to me whenever these situations come up, you usually have one case where it is, hey, this is clearly – over the top and we should discuss this book yeah we should we should figure out you know what age group should have access to this um and then you have a book that is teaching for example uh kite runner is a great example of this mm-hmm. um it is a uh, peek into um you know uh, way of life in some uh middle eastern areas mm-hmm. um the average american person probably knows nothing about it so when you read it, if you if you were if you're you know born in you know south part of the United States and um, you know you're you're going to be shocked by some of the right. uh, the cultural references. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the fact that that's you know uh, things are different around the world, right? You know, and that's part of reading and understanding. And context is very important. That is being lumped in with some books that are you know more blatantly inappropriate, right? And the that, da- I mean, that reference, the reference that you're making is in, in Kite Runner. I, I did not read the book, but mm-hmm. I do recall the film. Yes. Uh, and, and where where the boy was raped. Yes. Um, when, when he was in, um, uh, which country did he come from? I can't, I can't recall. It was very young. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, but that was not erotica. That was, that was rape. It was violence. It was violence. It was yeah. violence. And, and, and I think that the, the, the reference I was making earlier is, is, um, you know, it, it, it tends to snowball and the argument begins to get a little more loose as it goes on. So the argument starts with this book has graphic photos and depictions of sexual activity. And right now it's on the shelf where a 10 year old can get it. Uh, yes, let's have that discussion. Yes. Um, and then you go, OK, well, now this book's included and this book includes a scene of a violent rape that happened, um, you know, uh, in this in this culture that I don't understand. Um, and it's it was it was it was violence. And in context, it was violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's horrible. But the problem is those two books are very separate issues. Um, yeah, they're two very separate discussions and you, there's not enough time at any committee, at any, you know, committee meeting, 
to have an accurate discussion of both items. So what happens is the discussion gets watered down, right? And it gets simplified, and and um, it's very black and white. Should the book stay or should the books go? Right. Um, There's much more nuance to to, to this. There's a lot of nuance than, than the simple binary. It is. Someone that, someone yeah. said to me very angrily just a couple weeks ago, "Kite Runner is porn." And, um, you know, I've got 15 seconds to respond and go, no, it's not, you know, um, and, and most of these folks haven't read Kite Runner. Right. Um, so I, 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 you know, I, I do think it's, it's very trickery. It's very tricky and it's a slippery slope. And as a librarian, it's my least favorite part of my job. Right. Hey, I don't know many librarians. Yeah. Right. And, and. You know, growing up, thinking about what I'm, what I'm going to do with myself in my life and into sure. a, in adulthood as a career, is never. I don't know of one person that said, "You know, I'm be, I'm be a librarian." Man. Right. That right. sounds awesome. Yeah. What? How did you? How did you uh, get to to be where you're at right now? Stumbled into it, honestly. I um I would be a liar if I said, you know, I've always loved reading, and I just. Uh, the library was like a magnet for me. Uh, that's not the case at all. Um, in my early twenties, I was in a band and we were touring and, and a friend of mine, uh, worked for the city and he said, um, I can get you a job at the library. It'll be easy. And you know, you, you'll have the schedule available to you to continue to do music and travel. Mm. And I said, okay. Um, and then, you know, life changed and, and, um, got married and settled down, had children. And, and, um, that the job came before the love for the job came. Mm. Um, but that was 15 years ago. So I would say about a couple, two or three years in, um, I started really appreciating the opportunity mm. and, um, you know, it's been over a decade and, you know, the, again, the, the passion came later, but it is a passion now. And, and, um, we, you know, myself and my staff, we really enjoy breaking stereotypes um, and showing folks that the library still has a very important purpose, um, and it is a backbone of uh, most solid cultures. You know, right? So, yeah. But yeah, man, I love which it. which library? So I'm the head librarian in Auburndale. Auburndale, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we are connected throughout the county, though. Every library in the county is is connected uh, through a co-op program. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all work together, but we. Um, uh, uh, are funded mostly by the individual cities. Got it. Yeah. Got it. All right. Cool. I mean, you were in a band. What was the? Tell me about the band. Yeah, man. So the band was called Love Cunningham. Um, we we were together about five years, and and um, yeah, in fact, all all the guys in the band and most of our crew, we still work together creatively on different projects. But we started it when we were kids, and um, released a couple records, had a couple songs on the radio, and and. Um, Love Cunningham. Love Cunningham. Then we got tired of being got tired of being poor, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this life is great. And it's a lot of fun, but mm. I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, you can only brush your teeth behind you know uh, a couple hundred bars before you go. You know what, man? I just I miss sleeping at home. You know, right, right. Um, but it is fun, and I don't want to be a dream crusher. I think I think if you are a musician and you know and you want to travel and stuff with your music you should do it yeah um, as a young person as a definitely. young person yeah it's humbling yeah. it's humbling and it's um you know it's the life lessons that we gain from that have, have helped us in our creative career um you know as adults so mm-hmm. i do recommend it but it's but it's it's humbling are you florida native florida native yeah, yeah. i am born yeah. and raised yeah lakeland or auburndale uh so um we live in lakeland currently but born in auburndale um my family are Irish immigrants, and so um, uh, both sides of the family uh, immigrated 
uh, briefly um, to other parts of the U.S. Mm -hmm. and then um, moved down to Florida. Yeah. So you're just fourth generation here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, for whatever reason, I've been, uh, my interests have been leaning toward history uh, lately. Maybe it's just getting old. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And uh, which I never thought I'd be into history. Sure. But uh, slowly learning about the Irish yeah, uh, yeah, immigrants to the United States mm-hmm. and Catholicism. Yeah, and yeah. how that was not both were not very popular <laughs> right. at one point right, in, the, yeah. in the history of the United States. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, the, I guess uh, learning about the Irish famine and how uh, and and how you know Catholicism was really kind of like looked down upon sure. here in the United States because they thought it, it would lead to having a pope yeah. lead lead a country. There were yeah. some authorita- uh, authoritarian fears. Yeah, um, I think initially, and and uh, my, as a joke, my grandfather used to tell me where, um, uh, you know, he uh, 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 someone's daughter tells him um, uh, that she is a uh, a prostitute, and mm-hmm. he freaks out, and um, she says, "Dad, you know, I'm sorry. This is this is the life I've chosen," and she says it again. He goes, "I'm so sorry. I thought you said Protestant." Um, and, uh, and, and that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, familiar background with, uh, Catholicism and the Irish and, and, uh, those who, who immigrated at certain times changed their perspective and ideology. And but there's a lot of rich history there. Right. As right. with most cultures. Well, I mean, uh, just here in the United States is like, you know, racism, you know, I think white people like Irish are white. Sure. And, but No. It would. They were not considered. Not initially. Not initially. Not initially. Not right? in the Northeast. Not in the Northeast. And yeah. and and, and it was just like treated like dirt. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and 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 not to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that was far removed by the time I came around. But I but initially, um, uh, there were Irish gangs that formed solely for the purpose of defending other immigrants. Mm. Um, and, you know, and those things do trickle down. My dad raised me in a way, um, I remember early on hearing about immigration debates, and my father's mantra in our house was, you know, we, we take care of those who are risking it all to come to this country because someone took care of us. Mm. And, and um, you know, and so I, I think that it's, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a dark, dark part to a, a lot of our history here. But, you know, again you have to discuss those things. Right. You know, you can't right. hide it and, and sweep it under the rug. You have to discuss it because otherwise um, you don't realize it when it comes around again. Yeah. Repeat you gotta, it you gotta be able to spot it. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and go, Hey man, we've been here before. We've done this dance before and it's not healthy. It doesn't end well. So yeah. Uh, you know, uh, recently I've wa- been watching a, a world war two documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I can't remember the title of it. I just started watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, there's a lot of parallels to what's going on now sure, to sure. Uh, what was happening uh, in at, Europe. In Europe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary stuff. It is, man, and I and, and and you know, it's 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 kind of the thing where it's like mankind. We we tend to find ourselves on auto mode sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. every hundred years, things repeat themselves, and yeah, and uh, we're privileged. We're very privileged to live in the time that we are now. To to have a full scope at history, to have access to history, and to look at it to prevent it from happening again, it's which makes it fascinating when folks refuse knowledge and refuse um, that privilege. Right. You know, of looking right. through the scope of the past, and um, you know, but it's uh, again, yeah, it's it, it's one of the most 
powerful tools, not, not to bring it back around to libraries, but, you know, that kind of knowledge, having access to that is such a privilege, man, mm-hmm. to, to understand and, and to have that available to the public for free. Right. You can go read whatever you want, man, and That's research right. whatever you, you want. You have knowledge right there. Yeah, you, know? you don't have to take the guy in the suit's word for it on television. Yeah. You can literally go look for yourself. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit of time. Yeah, a little bit of digging. Yeah. Uh, Florida Man on Florida Man. Yeah. Tell me about that. Man, Tell me about the show. It's low hanging fruit. If I'm being honest, it's uh, <laughs> we were all born and raised here in Florida, and and uh, we were in the band together, and um, we had a year or so um, where we just didn't have much creative going on, and and uh, we were just you know living the dad life, doing normal things, and we actually started the show to have an excuse to get together and see each other. You know, we would we would talk on the phone and reminisce the old touring days and reminisce days gone by and. And so we started the show, and we had a couple interest meetings uh, with folks who helped us in the band, some creative folks. And, and in that interest meeting, we tossed around a lot of ideas, and the idea of Florida Man came up because it's low-hanging fruit. And it was like, hey, the show writes itself. There's always something crazy going on. But the truthful the truth of the matter is we, we love our state, and we lean into it. We think that it is funny, the stuff that happens here, but there's a lot of rich history in Florida. And so right. our show, what we do is we, we cover the headlines – we open up the show with headlines. It's funny. It's silly. Um, but then we really dive into history and, and, and folklore and legends and lore that uh, most folks who even were born and raised here aren't aware of. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. And I, I and this is what I do. And, and so our research team will bring me stuff. And, and you know, who do you, who, who do you send these stories to when your research team has already confirmed that they're true? You know what right, I mean? They're right. so crazy. They, they show them to me, and I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way this is true. And... Thankfully, like, I'm a librarian. I'm able to look into it, and I'm right. like, Man, you know, give me give me a good one that you, that that you can think of off the top of your head, where you're just like, I can't believe this is actually happening, and that is this is fact. Yeah. So there's there's a fella um, that came here, um, and his name slips me, but he, he came here, and he uh, was born in the Panhandle, and he decided to make a man of himself and build a raft and travel south along the waterways in Florida, um, down the Swanee and some other. Uh, some other rivers, and um, was looking for a home, and he, he discovered this place that the locals call Trash Island because that's where they would swim out and dump their garbage on. And it was um, overwhelmed and just uh, infested with, with buzzards. And so this man very quietly um, just stripped down to his pajamas and, and got a big stick, and for three days, two, day, two, two days, two nights, uh, almost three days, uh, went to war with the buzzards, and uh, just him and a stick and thousands of birds and he cleared the island and, and uh built his uh ancestral home for his family and in so, his pajamas it, well i say pajamas this is underwear uh, <laughs> 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 so but it was uh yeah in his underwear and so you know the people thought he was crazy obviously you know that you see someone out there on trash island some some guy who's not from that town in his underwear fighting birds with a stick for for you know Three day days. one day two you know and uh, sun goes up sun goes down he's still fighting and uh, then he built a home out there and started a family. And uh, I, I, I don't want to misspeak and say it was Cape Coral. Uh, I think it was, it was a small-ish town like that. And uh, they still have the cabin there dedicated to him. And, and that story is special to me because it was so unbelievable. But when that episode aired, um, about six months later, uh, his great-great-grandson um, reached out to our team via Facebook and set up a phone call with us and said that, 
they gathered the family and listened to that episode together in their living room because uh, it was about their you know their great great grandfather and so that's cool uh that's the kind of rewards that come from telling silly stories you know is that somewhere down the line it's someone's family right right and um so yeah man it's florida men on florida man we i mean it's like i said we it's a lot of fun and it's family friendly and mm. so your kids can listen and and um yeah, man. It's everything opposite of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Kids can't listen to this show. It's not family friendly. Well, it's, uh, it's, you... <laughs> it's so it's so funny, man. Because you know when we when we had the band, um, you know we we uh, we, we we tended to uh, keep the show clean and and. Uh, and it was funny because um, there were kids that would come up and 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 they would say things like, "Oh, I want to start a band one day and do this kind of stuff, whatever." And and so we had we kind of had this wholesome persona. And I remember hearing rumors where people would say, "Man, like I heard you guys did some crazy stuff on the road." Hmm. And I, for the first time in my life, I was able to just honestly go, "No, <laughs> we played no. video games and ate junk food." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, uh, and the show is very similar in the sense that um, you know we cover enough wacky stuff on the show that. We try to keep it clean. That way it's, you know. That's uh, great, man. The news. We keep ourselves out of the news. Got it. Got know, it. So. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you uh, a couple questions that I ask everybody that, yeah. that joins the show. Uh, what do you want? What, what do you of, want? Out of life? Yeah. Or, or out of anything. What do you want? I, I want, honestly, I want my legacy to be one of my children are proud of. I want to, uh, and I'm privileged to, work really hard to build um a higher floor for them to start on. Mm. Uh, my dad did that for me, and he was the first uh, McCarty to not be a, a farmer or a moonshiner, and um, and he he worked day in and day out in, in ways that I didn't recognize until I was an adult. So, being an adult and having a, a platform of, of some sort and having children, I want to do the same for them. You know, I, I want to build a floor that's. That's uh, healthy for them to start on, and, and and honestly, man, I just want people to be happy. I want to bring people joy, and life is tough. There's a lot going on, and uh, we see war in, in Europe and in the Middle East, and you know, poverty and famine. The the last thing people want is to tune in somewhere and just be be upset again. Right. So I would love, man, just to people look back on my life and go, man, he just he he loved making people happy. All right. And that's all I want. Yeah. Okay. Now, what do you want? What do I want? Yeah. That, yeah. I, what do you want? Like, so, right now. Selfishly. Yeah. Like, selfishly, what I want right now. <sighs> See the new I want to not thing? have an allergy to dairy. <laughs> what? Yeah, I've got a dairy allergy that bums me out, man, because I love ice cream. Um, <laughs> and I would love, I would love, love, love uh, for the weather to be warm enough consistently for me to go swimming in my pool. Okay. Bought a new house in the wintertime and just been staring at the pool, man. <laughs> So, all right, all right. Would love to get in. Dairy out. Can't you like pop like a Pepsi or something like that? You know what? There's some preventatives. Um, I'm thankful for my wife, man. She uh, she knows about this stuff, and so she she gave me some medicine a while back. She said, "You take this pill, and then you can have some ice cream," and uh, it worked, I think. Um, but it's uh, I'm a, I'm a bit gun shy uh, with it, if I'm being honest. But but yeah, man. Has anybody ever asked you in return on your show uh, what you want? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've I've answered it, and every time I've I've answered it, it's been a little, you know a little twinge different. That's cool. But just a, a life well lived. Yeah, yeah, same. A, a full life. Yeah, a same. full life. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, leaving it with, uh, you know, some good times. Yeah. And some some benefit for yeah. the people that are you know in my wake, if you will. Same. Right? Same. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's. I'm not. I'm not going to take any. There's no. 
no material belongings that I can take with me. Same. Right. Right. And there's nothing. That's universal. There's yeah. Nothing. At the end of the day, I'm gonna, uh, you know, if if it plays out comfortably, yeah, would be I'll be in a comfortable surrounding, you know, not in mu- not in too much pain. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and into the the next next level I go. Next that's, adventure. That's it. You, you know, know, it's funny. I have a friend of mine that says, uh, "Yeah, I'm here for a, a good time, not a long time. Not a long time, right?" And I would like, I would like for a, a balance of the two, uh, yeah. a, a long enough time to have some good times. Yes, you know, good times. Yeah, uh, good times, man. Which this has been a good time, by the way. Thanks for this coming is the, on. This dude. is literally yeah. the. This is my ideal way to spend an afternoon. Yeah, just talking to people. Conversation in a beautiful studio yeah. here in Lakeland, man. I'm proud of our town, and I, I'll be honest with you, man. I, I said it as soon as I walked in. This place is gorgeous. Thank you, dude. I, I love appreciate it. it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, one last one. Yeah. I've been looking for guilty pleasures. You got any guilty pleasures? I know you. You try to eat ice cream, right? That's that's like <laughs> the, even though you're you, you know it, it, your, yeah, your body yeah. tells you stop. Yeah. All right. I've got some guilty pleasures, man, that I've been partaking in myself. I, well, I, I mean, in, in the sense that I don't feel any guilt for it, mm-hmm. um, but I guess you could call it that is uh, the show Yellowstone. I hear good things. It's I, I'm so hesitant to, to recommend television. Because everybody has different taste. Yeah. But uh, if you like the show Breaking Bad, it's kind of the same vein. None of the mm-hmm. characters are likable. Uh, mm. They're all antagonists. Um, it's like Narcos with a bunch of rednecks. Um, <laughs> that's the best way I can describe okay. it. But but you know what happens? My dad my dad recommended this show, and I said, okay, you know, we'll see. And then a friend of mine from Seattle, who is polar opposite of my father, recommended the show. And I'm like, if you two both recommended the show, then I'll give it a sh- I'll give it a shot. It. That's my guilty pleasure, man. My wife and I have been binging it. So right, Yellowstone. Yeah. Isn't that with uh, Kevin Costner? Kevin right? Costner. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great cast, man. It's it's stacked. Um, but it's uh. It's it's been fun. It's to me, it's brain it's brain dead television. Right, right. I mean, on. you gotta veg out. You gotta veg out, you man. Gotta veg out. You, everything can't be, you know, right. So serious all the time. So. Did, you, did you see? Did you watch the new Batman yet? I haven't. I did. Was I did. it good? I did you like it? it? I did. Yeah. I'm a Batman fan, though, man. So I. So I, am I. I'm yeah. a big time Batman fan. Uh, so I, I, you're probably a lot like me. I mean, I, I, I come from an age where you know the Dark Knight trilogy is pinnacle. That like, is number one. That's Batman without. A same place. Same. And this yeah. is, I will say this, as a trusted fan, and, and we'll have to text about this after you see it. Yes, yeah, I want to go watch it. Because uh, it is the closest thing um, that I have felt for uh, for pride in that franchise since The Dark Knight. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. that's high praise, I think. Yeah. Oh, because you, uh, there were such high hopes with, you know, Batfleck. Yeah, you know? yeah. He was built for it. He was built for it. Yeah. He was like, you know, that's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Totally yeah. Bruce yeah. Wayne. I buy him 100%. Right. But then, I don't know. You know, he was all right. Yeah, it's this. This yeah. one's this. This uh, it's a little different. Um, you know, it's art house at times, and um, but I think it helps to know that they come in in the first couple of years of Batman's career, so he's still a bit crazy, mm. and uh, still a bit. I like that. Uh, off, you know, unhinged yeah. and kind of yeah. emo with his hair, you know, and right. He hasn't he hasn't uh, created the Playboy persona yet, but it's yet. Uh, yeah very true Detective Batman. Excellent. I'm yeah. gonna go watch it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Anything else? Uh, uh, Florida Man on Florida Man podcast is where uh, people can find you. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, and uh, and the Auburndale Public Library. Come see me. Yeah, I would love to chat with anybody about anything specifically the topics we covered today. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you, man. All right. Thank you for listening to the JJ Show. Brought to you by Karate Beyond. Discipline, focus, confidence. KarateBeyond.com. Martial arts classes for men, women, and children.
after-school pickup, evening classes, and summer camp. Visit KarateBeyond.com.